Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're going to be previewing tonight's slate of DraftKings college basketball that they are giving us here on this Friday night. We do have a four-game slate to attack with the main slate. Honestly, I was a little disappointed that they didn't include more games on this. Um, I feel like the Atlantic 10's got some decent games tonight that they could have used as well as some other mid-major conferences. So a little disappointed they didn't give us a bigger slate, but we do have four Somewhat decent matchups that we can attack, uh, and definitely some guys that we need to get be getting into our lineups, and some guys that we probably need to be staying away from. But anyway, um, previewing the slate here tonight. Last night it was a pretty big night of DFS college basketball. There was a lot of games going on, and if you um, were subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, we did offer a few picks that ended up hitting it big yesterday. Peyton Sanford of Iowa we had. Tower Bildo of Oregon State we had. Keon Menefield of Washington we had. So we had uh, three really good picks that we gave to you guys last night. I did end up cashing with my main lineup. Um, the lineups that I made you know, outside of um, my conventional wisdom were the ones that didn't do so well. So maybe I just need to stick to my own process a little bit. Um, but anyway... If you want to see those full DFS picks, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter um, at Mike's Money Picks. I'll be giving extra stats and facts that I don't always get to here during the podcast, and I'm more than happy to answer any lineup or start sit questions. Uh, and lastly, if you're here for college basketball, I would love for you to be here for other sports as well. Our NFL preview for NFL Wildcard Weekend was up yesterday on the feed, so make sure you check out the podcast feed. Go find that if you plan on playing DFS for the NFL Wildcard Weekend. All right, enough with the introductions. Let's go ahead and start talking about this four-game slate. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So here tonight on a Friday, DraftKings is giving us four games, and honestly, they're like they're good matchups, but they're going to be kind of ugly games. So uh, in the first matchup of the night, Purdue is taking on Nebraska. This game has the lowest over-under of the night, but because Purdue's projected to win it by so much and Purdue's favored by double digits, Purdue has the highest implied total on the slate, believe it or not. So um, that's an interesting little tidbit there that because the winning margin is so big, and even though the over-under is the smallest, they're projected the highest total, which is kind of wild. Villanova and Butler are two teams who play pretty good defense but are not exactly lighting it up offensively, and they're not very good on tempo either. Butler is 216, according to Ken Palm, and Villanova is in the 300s ranked in tempo, also according to Ken Palm. So uh, you're not going to be getting a fast game there. You're not going to be getting a high-flying game there. No, it might be a very competitive game. Those are two teams that, in my opinion, are pretty pretty evenly matched, but it's not going to be a very high-flying, high-scoring game. Illinois, Michigan State. Illinois actually has one of the higher tempo ratings on the slate, but Michigan State is one of the lowest. Uh, Michigan State likes to play rock fights. Really, most of the Big Ten outside of Iowa and Indiana likes to play rock fights. And so Michigan State's actually only played one game that has gone over 140 points since December 1st. So you can expect another fairly low-scoring affair in this one. The game that I do think will be the highest scoring of the night is Nevada versus Utah State. It does have the highest over-under of the day. Both teams are implied over 70 points. Utah State is a pretty prolific offensive team. They are ranked 19th in offense and 51st in tempo. Nevada is not quite that high, but Nevada playing against Utah State is going to drag their own tempo up, and so I do think there could be a lot of points scored in this one. And if I'm going to stack one game on this slate, Nevada versus Utah State is the game that I want to stack. All right, so let's go ahead and break down the guard position. So Terrence Shannon Jr. of Illinois is at the top of the board, and I have no problem paying up for him. 
So one thing that has been key for Terrence Shannon Jr. lately that if you haven't really been in the weeds in college basketball, you might not have noticed, is the Illinois guard Sky Clark has left the program. And what that has done is that has led to an insane usage rate for Terrence Shannon Jr. He has 42 and 55.3 fantasy points in the two games he has played without Sky Clark in the lineup. And the reason for that is because he's being used in ball screens more. So Brad Underwood, you know, getting kind of technical into, you know, coaching talk here because I do coach basketball. Um, Brad Underwood runs this offense called the spread where it's not really predicated on like one guy getting a whole lot of usage. It's kind of just, you know, a system where all five guys can score. But what they're really doing this year and what he's kind of tailoring it to the strengths of his current lineup is he's running his normal spread offense. But when they get to the end of it, the spacing sets up into a ball screen for Terrence Shannon Jr. That's how he's getting all of his usage is by being used in these ball screens. And he's very good at it. And so I think that that usage is going to continue. I think that Michigan State is a tough matchup, but I definitely don't see any reason that he can't get to 40 to 45 fantasy points tonight. And I think on a slate like tonight, that's all you really need to be asking for out of a guy who's $9,000. Now, another thing too, I think Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to come in lower owned than expected because I think a lot of people are going to pay up for Zach Eady at the forward position that Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to kind of be forgotten about. And I think that a lot of people are not going to want to play both Edie and Shannon in the same lineup because that's going to really box you out of playing a lot of the 6K guys that I think there's a lot of value in that range on this slate. So I think that Shannon is definitely a really good leverage play here tonight. Caleb Daniels of Villanova. I feel the same way I did about him Monday. Very unspectacular, but just, you know, solid. Like he's a decent cash game option. I think he's a little overpriced, but... He's a guy that he's probably going to give you like 25 to 34 fantasy points on any given night. And, you know, if you're okay with that, then go for it. But he's not going to win you a GPP or anything like that. And this Butler game is going to be a bit of a slog. A.J. Hogard at Michigan State is a solid option. Illinois can be susceptible to guards. Chucky Hepburn of Wisconsin just gave them 40 fantasy points last week with, you know, I believe he had 22 and 9 assists. And so if Michigan or if Illinois is going to be susceptible to guards, A.J. Hogarth is the guy that's going to be able to exploit that. He is the better scorer out of the Michigan State guard options. Now let's talk about this Nevada-Utah State game. So Keenan Blackshear is Nevada's leading distributor. So I really think that in a high-scoring game, that's going to boost the ceiling of Blackshear because more points for Nevada is going to mean more assists for Blackshear. And so I really do actually really like Keenan Blackshear here tonight. I would play him over both Braden Smith and Sam Griesel. Braden Smith has back-to-back conference games over 35 fantasy points, and which is kind of crazy, right? Considering that he plays on the same team as Zach Eady, he's actually getting a lot of shine. He's been averaging 15.5 points, 5 rebounds, and 6.5 assists in those two games. And Purdue has scored in the 70s in terms of total points in those two games. So I don't know yet with Braden Smith if that is just a flash in the pan or if it's a sign of things to come. Either way, I think he makes for a good GPP option, but I think that Blackshear gives us, in this up-tempo game against Utah State, I think Blackshear gives us a little more consistency and a little more upside. But I do think that Braden Smith is an interesting GPP play if he's able to continue that string of 35 points or 35 fantasy points in two straight games. Sam Griesel, I hope it's Griesel. Maybe it's Griesel. Oh, well. Anyway, Sam Griesel of Nebraska. 
Now you can't confuse it. He, he plays for Nebraska, y'all. He is directly correlated with Nebraska's point total. He has his best games when Nebraska scores a lot of points. And they are only implied 59 points in this game against Purdue. So I'm just, yeah, pass on Greasel tonight for me. Steven Ashworth and Max Shulga are similar options for Utah State. Both have six games of 30-plus fantasy points this season. However, between the two of them, Shulga is much less dependent on scoring. Ashworth is more dependent on scoring. Now, another thing, too, when you look at their fantasy performances, Shulga is more correlated with Utah State's total, meaning when Utah State scores a lot of points, it tends to boost Shulga more directly than Ashworth. Ashworth can be a little more hit or miss. So if you think that this game goes absolutely crazy, Shulga would be the guy to play. If you just want to stack Utah State against Nevada, you can play both of them. Or if you want like a really high upside, you know, GPP type play, I think Ashworth could be your guy for that also. But like I said, between the two of them, if I'm game stacking, I'm picking Max Shulga. Matthew Mayer, the Bayer transfer, the, bleh, the Baylor transfer, forgot the hell there. <laughs> the Baylor transfer that now plays for Illinois has 26.5 and 24.5 fantasy points in the two games since Sky Clark left the team. He's seeing a little more minutes, a little more usage, and I think that that might be a sign of things to come. I think he's a decent value tonight, but I don't think his ceiling is as high as some other guys in this range that I've already mentioned. All of Butler's guards. Harris, Hunter, Taylor, and Lacocious are highly volatile and unpredictable. I, on a game-to-game -game basis, I struggle to even predict which ones are going to be on the floor. Uh, I believe it was Taylor that I played last game, and he just absolutely crapped the bed for me. Um, looking at those guards as a whole, Chuck Harris probably has the best consistent value but Eric Hunter Jr. is the most directly correlated with Butler's point total, and so thus he would have the higher ceiling. So, I don't know, maybe if you're trying to gain a really high leverage Butler-Villanova stack, Eric Hunter Jr. might give you a little bit of ceiling, or if you're playing a cash game, Chuck Harris might give you a little bit of consistency, but I don't think I'm very interested in playing Taylor or Lacocious at the moment. I would rather go further down to Butler's fifth guard on DraftKings and play Ali Ali. He's come into the rotation off of injury, and he's an option that is a high-floor value play sitting there at $5,200. So I would rather play Ali Ali than Taylor or Lacocious at their current prices. Like I said, Harris for cash games, Hunter for GPPs. But honestly, I'm totally content to avoid all Butler Bulldogs in this one because I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success against Villanova. Jared Lucas is Nevada's leading scorer, and honestly, to get a team's leading scorer at $5,700 on DraftKings is pretty uncanny. And for that team's leading scorer to be at $5,700 in the highest scoring game of the night is even more uncanny. So Jared Lucas of Nevada is a guy that he's going to be popular for good reason, and I have no problem putting him into my lineups tonight. Another Illinois guy that is worth talking about is Jaden Epps. He's averaging 19 fantasy points per game without Sky Clark in the lineup, which is... You know, not like, I don't know, it's not going to win you a GPP, but if you're looking for value, if you're looking for a guy who's got a high floor at a low price tag, Jaden Epps could be that guy. Sincere Harris of Illinois has also seen an uptick in minutes with Sky Clark out of the lineup, but he hasn't done much with it in terms of production. So just, he's kind of a name to look out for, maybe a GPP play, but I'd, I'm going to need to see it before I start plugging him into my lineups personally. Now, talking about really cheap plays now. Jordan Akins of Michigan State, to me, is a cheap play that has some upside. Uh, Jordan Longino is out for Villanova, which should mean, to, should mean increased minutes for Chris Archidiacono. And Archidiacono, you know, little brother of Ryan, if you remember him, he 
plays a lot of minutes, and he should play a ton of minutes in this one. And his usage rate is really low, but like, I don't know. At some point, just give me the guy at this price who's going to be on the floor for 30-plus minutes. And, you know, he'll stumble his way into some rebounds, some assists, and steals. So um, I'm okay deploying Archie Diakono tonight. I think it'll be interesting to see if anybody else sees a bump with Jordan Longino out. But for now, I'm definitely content to play Archie Diakono. Now, the ultimate punt play in this guard slate is Denim Dawson of Nebraska. He played 17 minutes last game with Juwan Gary out of the lineup for Nebraska. And Juwan Gary is probably going to miss this game also. Now, the sad part, you know, before you go look at the game log, he only had two fantasy points in those 17 minutes. But again, this is a guy who's $3,000 on DraftKings. And with Juwan Gary out of the lineup, he might play 17 more minutes. And so 3K for a guy who's going to see 17 minutes, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of upside there. Um, you know, at 3K, or 3K for his salary, he's only going to need about 12 to 15 points to have a really, really good night for you. So um, Denim Dawson of Nebraska would be the punt play on this slate. All right, so that does it for the guards. We're going to go ahead and switch on over to the big men, Start, talk, starting to talk about the biggest one of them all. Um, but let's take a quick breather first before we dive into that. So the biggest big man of them all is the top player and the top option at the forward spot on this slate, and that is Zach Eady of Purdue. He is absolutely the top player on the slate. Do not get it twisted. Now, another thing that I like about Zach Eady is he actually has a better track record of hitting his value than a lot of the other guys that we've seen on DraftKings this season be priced at $10,000 or more, such as uh, like an Oscar Sheboy. Uh, Marquise Noel of Kansas State is now $10,000, but Edie has a better track record of hitting his value than most of those guys, which is honestly kind of crazy because it almost seems like for a lot of these guys, DraftKings is trying to sucker you into playing them just because they're the highest priced option. So, you know, we always talk about for college basketball, we want a minimum of four times value their salary. So 10K, you're going to need 40 fantasy points. So for his current salary at $10,700, Zach Eady has hit four times value for nine times this season, and then he's hit five times value for his salary three times this season. So he's still giving you a super high floor with a super high upside as well with the ability to hit five times value for his salary. Now, the one thing that is interesting is that this Purdue-Nebraska game is actually a rematch, and he had 45 fantasy points against Nebraska earlier this season. That is not quite four times value, but given that it's the second time around, I kind of, and Juwan Gary is out of the lineup for Nebraska, most likely, not not guaranteeing it, but most likely Juwan Gary is out of the lineup. Um, you're looking at a situation where I definitely think he gets that 45 number again. And so if he gets that 45 number again, that's not a bad um, performance at all by a guy at this price tag. That's almost four times value. Now, if you're not spending up for Edie, like I said, you're probably going to want to play Terrence Shannon Jr., but I think that the... The move, if you're not paying up for Edie, would be to play a more balanced build. Most of the 7K-plus bigs do not give you the same points per dollar ratio as Edie. So if you're not going to play Edie, play Terrence Shannon Jr. and drop on down to the 6K range. So um, let's talk about a few of these 7K guys. So Eric Dixon has hit four times value six times this season. He doesn't have a whole lot of dud games, but he doesn't have a whole lot of ceiling games either. Joey Hauser of Michigan State is solid, like he's a good player. Michigan State runs a lot of their stuff through him, but I wish he were lower priced. I think that his game log is indicative of someone who is lower priced as well as his usage rate. Um, I just, like, it's hard to say that I like the guy, but I don't like him at his salary. Like, that's that's how I feel about Joey Hauser right now. 
Derek Walker of Nebraska has shown the ability to have good games when Nebraska doesn't score a whole lot. Uh, he had 33.5 fantasy points when Nebraska only scored 56 points against Michigan State. But last time they played Purdue, Derek Walker only had 30 fantasy points. This is a tough matchup, and 30 fantasy points wouldn't be bad. But I don't really, I don't know, I'm not rushing to play Derek Walker. I just don't really know what to expect with Juwan Gary out of the lineup. So I I don't know. That might lead to more usage for Walker, but it might also lead to Nebraska getting blown out. So, um, I don't know. Derek Walker, a little bit of an upside play, a little bit of risk there associated with him also. Dan Aiken of Utah State is one of the plays in this range that I do like. He is a ceiling play. He has two games of 40-plus fantasy points so far this season, and Utah State scored over 80 points in both of them. I don't know if they get to 80 points tonight, but, I mean, anytime the guy can get to 40 at this price tag, that's a lot of upside. Darian Williams of Nevada is a solid, consistent play. In my opinion, he is the best cash game play on this forwards list. Um, just a solid option. I don't think he's going to win you a GPP by like having a ceiling performance, but he is a solid option night in and night out. Now, I'm still holding out hope for Manny Bates. Uh, the NC State transfer, who now plays for Butler, had a really good start this season. He was killing it earlier. He was actually priced in the 9,000s on DraftKings. But he's been very mediocre once Big East play has started. He hasn't gotten as many blocked shots as we're used to seeing out of him. And like I said, I'm still holding out hope for Manny Bates, but I don't think that tonight is the night for it to be uh, Manny Bates time. Villanova is a tough matchup. They're at a slow tempo. This is going to be a slog of a game and which is just not going to give him as many opportunities for rebounds and blocks that he's going to need to be successful because he doesn't do a whole lot on the scoring end. Now I do like both Nevada forwards Nick Davidson and Will Baker. Davidson has come on strong late with back-to-back -back 28 fantasy point games and in those games Nevada only had 65 and 67 total points. They're projected for over 70 tonight so uh, that definitely gives a little bit of upside for Nick Davidson. Will Baker is Nevada's like big big man. Um, you know he played for Texas for two seasons I believe it was and he never really caught on with the Longhorns but he is a big guy who is pretty athletic, pretty skilled. He can knock down three-pointers. Um, when he was at Texas, it was his defense and his decision-making that couldn't let him on the floor. And now at Nevada, he seems to fix those two things because he plays a lot. So far this season, he has three 30-plus fantasy point performances. I have no problem going to either Nick Davidson or Will Baker. Like I said, if you're stacking a game, the Nevada-Utah State game is the game to stack. And these guys would be in my lineup if I was stacking that game. Jalen Thomas of Butler is an intriguing value play, but I don't like the matchup. Like, I like what he's done lately. Uh, he kind of seems to be trending upwards, but I just don't like this matchup against Villanova and their slow tempo. Now, Nebraska, they had two punt plays at the guard spot, and they kind of have one near punt play at the forward spot and then one real punt play at the forward spot. So the near punt play is Wilhelm Breidenbach. I've mentioned him here on the podcast before. He had been a great value when he was under 4K salary. Um, he's just kind of consistently put out like three and four times value for his salary. Now they priced him up over $4,000. Um, but he may get a bump. He may get some of the Juwan Gary minutes tonight. And Purdue is going to need size to deal with Zach Eady, and he is a guy that could bring them a little bit of size. So uh, I definitely think Breidenbach is worth a look at 4,100. And then the super punt play is Blaze Kaita of Nebraska. I think it's Kaita. Kaita? 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 I'm going to go with Kaita. Anyway, Blaze played 12 minutes last time against Purdue. He was one of the guys that they played more to try to defend Zach Eady, especially when their starting bigs got in foul trouble. And he only had 8.3 fantasy points, but... 
I don't know. To me, when you're playing a guy who is 3K, like in only 3K, if he gets maybe 15 to 20 minutes in this one and he ends up with 12 to 15 fantasy points, like that's a good night for a guy who's $3,000. So I definitely think that he is worth a punt play. Maybe, just maybe, if you were going to try to squeeze Edie and Shannon into your lineup and just be a total madman, then maybe the punt plays for Nebraska are guys that will allow you to do so. Like I said, that is a bold strategy. And I think in terms of a points per dollar basis, I think there's going to be better plays on the slate. But in terms of their floor and like, you know, upside to go for maybe 50 to 60 fancy points out of both those guys, I think that that is definitely an option for building a lineup tonight. I don't think I will get there, but if you want to get there, the two Nebraska punt plays that I just mentioned are guys that you can use to get there. All right, so that does it for the four position, and that does it for our Friday night preview. Y'all, I really wish DraftKings got out their Saturday prices earlier because this is going to be a great slate of college basketball here on this Saturday. Um, But as I mentioned earlier, I am a high school basketball coach, and so I have a game here tonight on Friday night. So basically, if I were getting home at like 11, that would allow me to record, and you know, then there's like 12 hours until the slate starts, and most people are sleeping already. So um, if you are interested in my Saturday DFS thoughts, follow me on Twitter. I will be posting a few of them on there. And if you want my full DFS picks, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Like I said, they've been doing pretty well lately. Uh, had a few misses earlier in the week, but last week we came on strong with a solid performance out of the three guys I mentioned earlier. All right, so that does it for the episode, guys. If you are here for college basketball, like I said earlier, stick around and stick around for other sports. Our NFL preview for DraftKings and FanDuel for Wild Card Weekend is up on the podcast feed from yesterday, and we will have more NFL and college basketball content coming your way in addition to some golf content here on the podcast. So please rate, subscribe, and get the word out. Our listener base is growing bit by bit. You guys are the best at you know helping me grow this. I really do appreciate it, and we are getting there in terms of growing this audience. All right, so anyway... That does it for this preview, guys. Best of luck to everybody in all your DFS endeavors. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next time.